0: Do you find yourself trying to please everybody but end up suffering as a result because of being a people pleaser? Well, let's see how you can turn that around and get out your way today. Hello and welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I help ex-corporate professionals just like you to overcome the obstacles of growing your own business now that you're the boss. As a business and mindset coach, I know how easy it can be for you to get stuck, go round in circles or to make life harder than it needs to be. So that's why in each episode, I'll be sharing practical ways to make sure that you're designing the right business for you, showing you how you could rapidly transform your mindset and to give yourself permission to use the strategies that will really work best for your entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Welcome, welcome to episode 130. And today, let's have a conversation about something that I see happening quite a lot. And I have fallen into this trap many, many times and still do. So I have to kind of keep myself in check here. And it is all about pleasing people. Okay, so I'm not saying that I don't want you to please people, i.e. have grumpy customers and offer really bad service. Not at all. But really, do you sometimes get to the other end of that spectrum where you feel like you're basically just bending over backwards because of other people or situations? And it's actually not doing you any good. And sometimes it can end up not doing your clients or your customers or people around you. Any good as well if you keep on doing that. So it's quite a juicy topic today, and there's much I'd love to share with you to identify if you are a people pleaser and then figure out well, how do you get out your way and stop trying to please everybody? But before we dive into that, I want to make sure that you've taken my free Get Out Your Way quiz because in less than two minutes, you'll get to see clearly. What could really be holding you back from consistent results and growth in your business? You'll discover which of the three fundamental elements from the rapid transformation formula that you should really focus on immediately. Will it be your design, your mindset, or your strategies? I'll then send you some free resources and practical tips on how you can fine-tune, strengthen, or overhaul these elements based upon your personalized results. Simply go to rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz to take the free Get Out Your Way quiz now. Let's get into it. How can you tell if you are a people pleaser? Well, I'm sure you'll know because you will try your best to make everybody happy or will think about other people in terms of, well, will they like this? Should I do this? What will they think? So we can spend quite a lot of time and energy really trying to keep the peace. Also, do you find yourself saying yes to certain things or requests, but with actually your first reaction or your head is saying, no, that doesn't make sense or no, I don't really want to do that. But instead you kind of put your feelings or your logical mind to the side and you just I'll go, okay, I'll go along with it as well. Another way that you might kinda identify if you are a people pleaser is if you apologize often when you actually have nothing to apologize for. I remember I said I'm a recovering people pleaser. When I was back in high school, you know what kids are like. Sometimes you're walking down the corridor and you can get tripped up or they just play games, etc. I wasn't bullied honestly. But I remember there was times where sometimes somebody would might try and play a joke on me, trip me up, and I'd turn around and I'd go, oh, sorry. Even though they tripped me up and basically I had nothing to be sorry about. So what can end up happening is the more we say yes to people, the more it becomes a habit. And then we just get into that certain mindset or those certain strategies in that way. And let me share a business example with you. I remember when I started my business, I was so excited. I was up and down the country delivering NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Courses. They were seven days long. I absolutely loved them. And mainly I would do them in Glasgow, Manchester and London. They were my main kind of locations. And what would then end up happening is I would often be speaking at events or opportunities. And then I'd have people say, oh, Osman, do you do this in my city or somewhere that is nearer to them? And what would end up happening is I would then go, Uh, I don't. But then I start to go, well, maybe I could for you. And there was a time I was doing a talk to a lot of graduates in a bank. And then I had one person come up to say, oh, this sounds great. Me and this other person would love to do the course. Do you do it in Bristol? And I was like, well, no, I don't. And they're like, oh, because a couple of us are interested. And then I was saying, oh, well, okay." And I was saying this before even realising it. It was coming out of my mouth. I basically was like, well, if you can do it and if you can get even another person, then let's get a date. We'll work out a date. And then, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I can come to Bristol. It didn't make a big difference for me generally because I thought, well, instead of me going to London and staying there or Manchester, it's just a different city. But what would end up happening was I would then start to publicize that course, get some people on it. I'd market it and then I'd have other people reach out to me because I would do stuff like Google AdWords and they would then contact me because I was advertising a course in Bristol. And then they'd say, oh, I can't do that particular course. When's the next time that you're running it in Bristol? And I'm going, well, I'm not because <laughs> I'm only doing it to please these couple of people. And then effectively what would end up happening is I'd spend a lot of time and money on marketing a course and then effectively, it wouldn't be as profitable as it could have been because a lot of that energy, a lot of that resource was then on potential customers. But then I wasn't able to maximize it because it wasn't in my strategy to go back to that city. sense? So it was quite a lot of wasted leads and opportunities by me just saying yes, when really I could have said no. And then there was a time where I was doing a practitioner course. So that was a seven day course in Manchester. So much fun, great group of people who just honestly got on really well. And they were all saying, Great, we want to do master practitioner. And at that time, I would do my master practitioner and they would always be in Glasgow. And there was about three of them that were like, Oh, could you not do it in Manchester? It'd be so much easier for us because of childcare and because of X, Y, and Z to do it here. And then I went, Okay, I'll do it. So there I was, booked the course, it was great, got great people on it. I then turned up for the first week in Manchester, and that meant that I was staying in a hotel, away from a home, etc. And those people that said to me, Could you do it in Manchester? guess what? They all decided to book into the hotel as well because they thought it'd be better for us to actually be away from home and to really immerse ourselves in it. So we were all staying in this hotel in Manchester together. It turned out to be an amazing time and I loved it. So we'd all go for dinner together and it was a great experience. But I was like to them, hold on a second. Yous were the ones that said to me, could we do it in Manchester because it was harder for yous to not travel, for example, and you had to be around your kids. Whereas actually, we could have all just came up to Glasgow to do it. And they're like, oh, yeah, actually, we could have. So I'm telling you this because sometimes we can actually do ourselves a disadvantage by pleasing too much. And actually, why does that happen? Well, there's a few things from my perspective in terms of why we can become people pleasers. First of all, it could be down to your values or what's important to you. So for me, I'm all about helping people to really make a difference with them. There's trust, there's respect, authentic connections. They're all really super important in terms of my values. So if there's opportunities and if it ticks off those things, then I'm more likely to feel compelled to go, oh, I want to do that. So your values can massively shape what you say yes or no to. So that's why it's important for you to know well, what really is important to you because that will drive some of your motivation and your behaviours and your decisions. The second part could be down to your beliefs. If you feel like, oh, well, do you know, if I say no, that could actually get in my way or it can negatively impact my business. Well, that might show that you've got some limiting beliefs or a scarcity mindset in terms of, if I say no, will I make any business? Will I get other opportunities as well? But again here, is that really true? Is it just down to your beliefs? And again, a lot of times when people price their courses, their workshops, their services, it can often come down to that belief that they have to, for example, if somebody says, oh, can you give me a better price? Can you give me a discount? I know people that can go, yep, straight away without actually thinking about it from a practical point of view, from a value point of view, because they just want to please or they think, oh, well, they can't afford it or I need to do this. You may also find that you become more of a people pleaser if you don't have solid goals that are your goals that you've spent some time really thinking about and deciding. And that's why if you don't have the clarity of what's important to you, what you're doing, what you're committing to, can you see how it's easier to then be pulled in other people's agendas or to kind of go, oh, well, I could do that. Well, that might be a good idea. And that can often then take you off track. And it means like you're running around like a headless chicken or not really getting the consistency or the progress that you're looking for. And then the final way is down to your entrepreneurial superpower. And again, I'm always talking about this. And that's why by you taking the Wealth Dynamics profile test, which I use with all of my clients, it helps you to see what is your superpower. And in particular, there are eight different profiles and each of them think differently, they act differently. And depending on your profile, that can have an impact in terms of how much of a people pleaser you could be. For example, if you're a deal maker or a trader like me or a supporter, We're all about the people, but we're all about the service and really kind of our ear to the ground or trying to kind of make sure that actually people are getting the best from us or being part of whatever we're doing. And then that can show up a little bit more in terms of the way that we act, the way that we think as well, compared to, let's say, if you were more of a Lord profile or a mechanic profile or even an accumulator, which tend to make a lot more thinking and decisions or feelings based upon the system or the processes or the data or what we're looking to make happen. But it's a bit more logical in that way. So, if you haven't done the Wealth Dynamics profile test to find out what your superpower is, then I don't know what you're waiting for, but I'd honestly recommend it because it helps in so many different parts in terms of the business and how you're thinking and how you're acting. You can find out more about Wealth Dynamics through the show notes. So, I'll put a link in the show notes over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 130. So, we've talked about how you could identify if you are a people pleaser. And why sometimes we can get into that people-pleasing type of mindset or approach. But how can you help yourself to basically get out your way? The first one comes from some great words of wisdom that my father-in-law always says. And his expression is, you can't weigh a kilo of frogs. Let me repeat that. You can't weigh a kilo of frogs. And he normally talked about it more in terms of a family aspect, trying to please everybody. But picture the visual here. If you were to try and weigh a kilo of live frogs and you put one on the scale and then you go and pick up another one, well, that other frog will then have hopped off and therefore it's pretty hard to get them all to stay put. Does that make sense? So that's really important even when it comes down to your mindset in the sense that actually you can't please everybody and that's okay. You don't have to please everybody. We all have different goals. We all have different ambitions. We all have different personalities. We all have different tastes. We all have different desires. We have different things that we value. And that's why think about the world that we're in. You might go shopping. And you might look at something. I remember when I went shopping with my wife, Shireen, a few years ago, we were looking at housey stuff. And I remember looking at some fabric, I think it was for curtains. And I was like, oh, seriously, that's disgusting. And then the person's like, oh, that's one of our top sellers. And I'm like, well, it just goes to show what one person likes, another person doesn't. And that applies in all parts of our life. You know, who you fall in love with is very different from who your best friend might fall in love with. Well, hopefully it's not the same person. But you get what I mean? It's we all have different tastes. So therefore, if you're trying to please everyone, well, you end up actually sometimes pleasing no one. Again, I talked about goals are so important. Use them to really help anchor you, to keep you focused. And when I'm working with my clients, that's why really getting clear about even your 90-day goals allows you to put proper boundaries in place for yourself. So if things do pop up or opportunities, it gives you that chance to go, Does it fit with that? Is it aligned with that? And therefore, it gives you that chance to go, thank you, but no, okay? Or it's not the right time for me at the point. And it becomes easier because you know why you're saying that as well. I've had people throughout the years with the best intentions tell me things like, oh, man, you should do this. Oh, it'd be great if you create this kind of program for relationships. It'd be great if you can actually do this for children. It'd be great if you could do this from X, Y, and Z. And yes, they could all be great ideas with the toolkits that I use, but they're not my goals. And therefore, if I was to try and do that, well, can you see, it would spread me really thin. It would mean that I'm doing lots of things, but not really in a connected or a meaningful way. So you don't have to do everything that even people suggest. And if you know what your goals are, it's so easy for you to go, right, this is what's important. I used to get a lot of requests to do free events, especially for kind of colleges and universities who had courses around business studies or entrepreneurship. And even though I really enjoyed it when I was there and I'd give it my all, I did realize that I'm giving great value. But these people on the courses, they're not my ideal customers. They're not going to be the people to go, right, Okay, I'm going to invest in coaching or they're not necessarily at that stage. So I made a commitment in terms of, right, what do I do every year in terms of what I call giving back events? And then when I reach that cap, then I go, thank you. I'll keep that in mind for the next time. But at the moment, I'm at capacity. I've actually kind of offered X amount of sessions. And that's what I do every year. And it just made it easier for me to not say yes to everybody as well. There can be things that you could do to put boundaries in place. And that might be through systems or even people to help you. And again, I've shared this on the podcast before, but even when it came down to my clients, there'd be times where at the end of a coaching session, if we were looking to book in for the next session, I would do everything to try and help them. And again, customer service, I really pride myself in being there. But to the point where if we were comparing our diaries and they were saying, oh, man, can you do that day? And I'd look at it and I might have blocked it out for something else. Then I'd go, okay, and I would then start to reject my diary on the spot just to try and help them. Even though it might have been really easy for them to change something or to choose another option which could still equally work for them. So for me, that's where my diary works really well in terms of an online diary. I basically have got it locked in to when I am available, when I'm not available. And therefore I then say to people, make it easy for you. Go check your diary against my diary and book in a slot. And very rarely do I have people come back to me to say, man, there's nothing that actually works for me as well. And it just works really, really well. It's systematic. And also by me doing that, it's great because it has reminders and follow-ups. And it means that I don't have to even worry about things like that to reconfirm or to make sure that they remember when things are booked in. So systems and processes like that can help you. It is important, obviously, though, to get feedback and to recognize and take it on for what it might be. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're hearing consistently the same message from customers or prospective clients. And they're all saying, oh, but well, if we could have that or this would be better. And yes, you might go, nope, that's not what I do. And that's okay if you're really clear about that and it fits for you. But if you're hearing the same thing over and over and over again, then it might be a good chance for you to go, okay, is that something that actually is really important to your customers or your potential customers? And could that be something that you could do easily? Or what could be the knock-on effect if you just kept doing the same thing over and over again and saying no? One example of that could be like a payment type of plan. I know for some businesses, they go, absolutely, I don't do that. But then I've had some clients that have taken that feedback on and saying, well, that's the thing that seems to be the block for potential customers. And then they've then put in some kind of measure and that's helped them to really open up the doors and to hit their goals and to actually work with the customers if that was going to be the only thing that was making a difference for them to decide or to sign up as well. So feedback can be a gift. And I'm saying that in a nice way because it doesn't mean that you have to do everything that people suggest but it can give you some patterns or allow you the opportunity to go okay is there potentially a different way of looking at it and even thinking about well what is the positives for you and for your clients if you do just say no or if you go that's not going to work for me let's find a different way well that means for example if you have went, oh, I really don't want to do that meeting or to take on that project. Well, that's a benefit for them because you're not going to be the person that's going to be jumping for joy going, yep can't wait to work with them and that could bleed out into the energy the quality of your work and even the feelings that they have when working with you so you can actually be doing them a favor by saying no this doesn't resonate with me or it's not in my expertise or i don't have the capacity for that at the moment and then it gives them a chance to find someone that actually would be really there for them in the way that they need or the way that they want as well And then for you, it gives you that chance to go if you've not taken on something that you know that you might end up resenting or regretting as well. And what can happen if you end up saying yes to things? Well, there can be negative impacts. Yes, you might then please lots of people, but you might end up not really being that special person or that special company for your ideal customers or your clients. Because if you end up saying yes to everybody, you can end up becoming quite vanilla. Okay, so think about it. You know, if you were buying some type of dessert for a dinner party, obviously before COVID times, and hopefully if you're listening to this afterwards, we are back to some kind of normal routines and socialising. But think about it. Vanilla is kind of like that safe option. But I love it when you go somewhere, and I love particularly strawberry ice cream. I love caramel and ice cream. So if that's there an offer, I'm like, be bring it on in that way because it's different from being just vanilla. I'm not saying vanilla is a bad thing because sometimes vanilla can be nice, but I hope you understand what I mean. You don't have to please everybody and actually then end up not pleasing yourself or not helping you and your goals and your business because what would be the point of that? So remember, as my wise father-in-law says, you can't weigh a kilo of frogs. So you focus on what's right for you, what's right for your business, what's right for your goals, and just learn to say those magical letters, no. And again, I don't know who said it, but actually somebody famous or authors or a motivational speaker said, actually, no is a full sentence. So if something isn't working for you or if it's not right for you, You don't even have to fully justify it with, oh, it doesn't fit in with my 90 day goals or all the rationale behind it. Sometimes you go, thank you, but that's not going to work for me. And that could be the end of it. And that could be great for you. And it could be great for the other person as well. So hope this has resonated with you. So again, as always, let me know what your key takeaway is from this. If you are a people pleaser or if you've noticed that that's something that you tend to do a lot of, then drop me a message over on Instagram or LinkedIn or by email and let me know what are you going to do instead to help please yourself more than than trying to please everybody else instead at the expense of yourself. And again, my last caveat here is it's not about having bad service or not helping people, not at all. And hopefully if you've listened to any of my episodes before, you know that that's not my style. It's not what motivates me. It's not my values, but really you don't have to end up trying to be someone or to try and please other people if it really is going to have a negative impact on you and others. So I look forward to sharing even more with you next week. Until then, start saying no and stop trying to please everybody and please yourself instead. Bye for now. Before you go, make sure that you've taken the free get out your way quiz. Because in less than two minutes, you'll get to see clearly what could be really holding you back from consistent results and growth in your business. You'll discover which of the three fundamental elements from the Rapid Transformation formula that you should really focus on immediately. Will it be your design, your mindset, or your strategies? I'll then send you some free resources and practical tips on how you can fine-tune, strengthen, or overhaul these elements based upon your personalized results. Simply go to rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz to take the free Get Out Your Way quiz now.